Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's the worst group of people ever assembled in history. The Woody Show. They're mean, conniving, rude. We're back. And extremely well-read, which makes them very dangerous. We're back to The Woody Show. All right, welcome back to The Woody Show. And please welcome into The Woody Show studio. We have a guest today, everybody. I know. Yes. What a rare treat. You guys know that's uh, so rare for us, but mm-hmm. we are super excited to talk to our guest today, Yardley Smith. Yeah. Yes. Hi, Yardley. Hi. Hi. Oh, man. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. You guys recognize oh, that do. voice. I mean, of right course. away. Yeah. Of course. Right away. Right away. Right away. You, and I'm sure you get that a lot. I do. I'm. Not, it's unmistakable. This is me. This is Lisa Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not that far apart. Yeah. 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 So I wonder, because like, you know, I've got kids and the kids watch all these cartoons and I'm like, man, nobody naturally sounds that way. Uh-huh. You know, so I'm like, man, it's got to be a pretty cool gig, you know, uh, coming up. Like, how do you come up with the voice? And so like the voice of Lisa Simpson did you just go in? I mean, because the story was that you were doing theater or something, right? That's true. Still yeah, the I'm, story. Yeah. <laughs> it hasn't changed. No, Sticking with it. I'm, al- I'm always fascinated by like how something, I mean, because obviously nobody knew The Simpsons would be what The Simpsons became right. and what later. The Simpsons are. That's right. You know, so you're, you're doing this theater show and that's where the person said, hey, you should be part of this for the Tracy Ullman show. Yes, uh, that's those. That's the bare bones of the story. I'm sticking to it. Um, <laughs> I was doing a tiny little play uh, at a tiny little theater in Los Angeles, and about 17 people saw that play. And <laughs> one of them, a year later, was casting The Simpsons on the Tracy Ullman show and said, I know who should play Lisa Simpson. Really? Meanwhile, wow. I was brought in to read for Bart. Yeah. But I don't think it was because they thought, oh, she'd be great for Bart. I think it's because women owes to the voices of young boys because our voices don't change. Mm-hmm. And so it was just like, let's just throw the spaghetti at the wall. And really, my audition for Bart lasted about seven seconds. Yeah, but when you went in, and uh, did you go in there with them, like, okay, so we're going to do this cartoon. Did they give you anything to work with? Yeah, they gave me a very rough sketch. And I can't remember if they explained that they would be what we called bumpers on the Tracy Ullman show. So. Yeah. We told a whole story in one minute in 20-second segments. Those segments would air before the commercial break. It had never been done before, not like that. And so I remember thinking, great, the job is what? You want me to what? (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, voiceover was not part of my plan for world domination at all. And Mm -hmm. I did have a plan for world domination. Voiceover was not on that list. I didn't even have a voiceover agent. So what it was, was your plan? You know, the plan, yeah. I would say, actually, I, sorry, I misspeak because it wasn't so much of a plan as it was a vision that I would win all of the awards, that I would be an EGOT <laughs> at a very, very young age. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was the, I had no shame. I was rapaciously ambitious. Um, still am, although I'm a little more polite about it than I was back <laughs> then. But I think because I was teased for my voice when I was a kid, I didn't think that voiceover could possibly amount to anything mm-hmm. really positive. But really, who has the last laugh now? I was going to say, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. exactly. People, all those people want your autograph. And I guarantee all those people that were making fun of you at that time are going like, oh, you know. I, I, yeah, I, know I knew her. it. I knew, I knew her all along. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I knew her. We were friends. That's we were best yeah. friends. We were friends. Yeah. 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 Absolutely best mm-hmm. friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 No, but it's really cool, man, because, I mean, you know, for what that's become. In fact, The Simpsons, the storyboarding and everything for The Simpsons happens in this building. Yeah. Isn't that, that amazing? Yeah. That we have the, because we have a lot of people that listen to our show 
who are fans of our show, and then we found and met them and found out what they did. We were so fascinated yeah. by yeah. what? It's so fascinating. Yeah, it's and, really and cool. I really mm-hmm. consider myself 33 and a third percent of the creation and why people love Lisa Simpson because yeah. it starts with the writing. And mm-hmm. then it goes to us, the actors, right. and then the animators interpret what they hear on the track that's delivered to them. Okay, see, that mm-hmm. was my question because I wondered, you know, do you have the ability to do any kind of like ad libbing while you're voicing these characters and adding a little something that maybe wasn't even in the script? You know, that's big when mm-hmm. you have like live action mm-hmm. movies. Yes, yes, you know? yes. There's lots of ad libbing. We are hamstrung by our 22 minute. That's how that's right. how long Runtime. we have yeah. to mm-hmm. make an episode, right? Yeah. 22 minutes for an episode. So. Sometimes the the a lot of the ad libbing doesn't get in, but but I feel like that's not even as important as the fact that that kind of interaction because we record all together like an old radio play. Oh, nice. oh, that's cool. It gives the show a texture, and uh, obviously the way you say something, Woody, is going to inform the way I respond. Mm-hmm. So yeah. while at this point I could certainly do the character in a vacuum, and when I do my pickups, when I do ADR, we go back and re-record dialogue, and they've rewritten a joke, and the animation's already been done. We do a lot of that as well, but its inception is because it starts with all of us in the same room and oh, having okay. a conversation like you would on any sitcom. That's yeah. awesome. And That's that was, cool. I yeah. figured you were all in different yeah, places. Yeah, you did yeah. it at different, different times. times. It's very rare. I don't know any other animated show that Whoa. does it the way we do. But James L. Brooks, who's our executive producer, he, of course, Taxi, Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah. He's a legend. And when we went to Half Hour as The Simpsons, and actually even before when we were doing on The Tracy Ullman Show, he said, I don't know why this is any different than being a live action television show. Of course, mm-hmm. you should all be in the same room. So that's how it started. Yeah. So Yardley Smith is here. We've been talking about The Simpsons. She mm-hmm. is the voice. She is Lisa Simpson. Yeah. Yep. Uh, which is interesting, you know, because I, I, you watch people who are actors. I've been on the set of uh, like a friend of mine works on Silicon Valley. So I went down yeah. and I watched a taping and it took all day long because you had to move all the cameras around, do the different angles. Mm-hmm. But when you're forever. doing the animation, like how long does it take? From beginning to end, to for you, like you're part of the job, like because everybody's together reading, like you said. Yes. So to do uh, for the actors, for start, us, start start to finish. It's very light. So we have a, a table read where the actors get together yeah. in a conference room with the writers uh, on a Thursday morning. That takes 45 minutes. It's the first time the writers hear the script out loud, uh-huh. based on the reaction that they get and what jokes they feel work and what don't. They go back and rewrite that for a week and a half, and then we record that episode the following Monday, so the week Monday, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And that process, because it's such a well-oiled machine now, takes four to five hours. Wow. So wow. ours is very, very small. Um, we touch the episode very lightly compared to everybody else. It takes eight or nine months to animate yeah. one episode. Yeah. It's so yeah. labor-intensive wow. for mm-hmm. the back end and also for the writers, you know. And so we have a massive writing staff, 24 writers, wow. which is huge for a half-hour show. But they have two writers' rooms going. And... When we're fully into production, like we just started recording season 31, which is a phrase I never thought I would say. Well, got renewed for 31 and And 32. 32. So grateful. Uh, And so I was going to say something snarky, but I. Please. We love snarky. (laughs) We welcome it. We uh, thrive on snarky. We love it. I continue to blow the nest egg. (laughs) Um, So the the animators, uh, the writers are working on shows that are coming back in various stages of animation as well as generating new scripts. So they really never get a break. Our hiatus is like any television show, it's three to four months. Um, but that's really for the actors. The writers sort of never get a break, right. nor mm-hmm. the animators. I'm going to ask Greg's question. Do you wake up every morning and just 
check your bank account? Because he said like he would do that. Like Greg's upset. He asked him, "Who'd you ask?" Uh, oh, uh, uh, Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban. Yeah. And Mark, does he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Yes. Yeah. Oh. I said, when you wake up in the morning, is your very, very <laughs> first, first thought. I'm a billionaire. And he right. said, you know what? It is. It is. <laughs> and then when they said, hey, yeah. you know, you, you know, Yardley arrived a little bit early. I said, well, tell her to run out and buy an Aston Martin, <laughs> <laughs> which is very no. tacky. I have an Aston Martin. Do you really? Yeah, yeah. but I don't own it. I lease it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, say, I just it, got it. If it drives, flies, or Fs, you lease it. Everybody knows <laughs> right. that, Greg. That's right. Yeah. Everybody knows that. Well, my actual question was going to be, you know, it, it used to be if you were a voice actor, you could kind of be almost anonymous, mm-hmm. yet everybody knew who you were. But you do movies and TV, you know, City Slickers, Fresh Off the Boat. Uh, you, uh, but even still, uh, Big no. Bang Theory. Dude, you did yeah. Mama's Family. Right. I did yes. do Mama's Family. Yeah, so, Mama's Family. I mean, so do you have a favorite? Like, do you prefer one over the other? You know, I'm sort of uh, media ambivalent. Uh-huh. I had a lot of, and, and, and the only reason I'm not on camera as much now is not because I don't want to be, but because I don't get the jobs. So, and, and used, it bothered me for a really long time. I had a very hard time with that transition, which was a confluence of many things, I think. And now I'm much more at peace with it. My, mm-hmm. really, my first love is stage. I love the fly by the seat of your pants aspect of it. I love that you get on the train at the beginning of the show and you can't get off till the very end. If you find yourself in trouble in the middle of a scene, you better effing know how to get your way yeah, out yeah, yeah. um <laughs> i like and maybe because that's where i started uh-huh. and i also feel like it really it's a, it's a skill whereas i think that you can do stage and then also translate or morph into television and film i think it's much harder to go from film and then do stage they really are different arts but it's not impossible, but yeah. I really do love that. I love the live interaction with the audience. Well, Yardley Smith is here, and we're not here just to talk about voiceovers and The Simpsons and everything. Actually, she's here because, you know, the podcasting thing is huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a billion different podcasts out there, but I would say, like, probably one of the most popular genres of podcasts are these true crime podcasts. People they're are so fascinating. They are. And partly because it's real life. Yeah. You know, like, there's, it's, this is not something that somebody, like a Stephen King made right, up. Right, didn't make it up. And so she's got a podcast, Small Town Dick. Season four is out this Friday, and we're going to talk about that. We'll get into the podcast and what that's all about. I'm really interested to hear from you, like, what do you think has been the most fascinating story so far in the first three seasons? Okay. Uh, I mean, because, you know, you've been exposed now to uh, so many of these. Yeah. Uh, And then we're going to have more with Yardley Smith. That's coming up next here on The Woody Show. Hang on. I love my stuff. Oh, babe. All right. This is The Woody Show. Woody Show. I gave you the number from a side piece. Get it. You guys, um, awkward. (laughs) It's The Woody Show. It is The Woody Show, and we have a special in-studio guest today. Her name is Yardley Smith. You might know her as the voice of Lisa Simpson. Oh, you do know her. Yeah. And we were talking about, you know, voiceovers and everything, and the whole point of, like, you know, a lot of the time you can just be anonymous, Mm -hmm. but... Your voice is so distinctive. Right. Like, and you said it's not much of a departure from your regular everyday speaking voice to being Lisa Simpson. Do you ever check into a hotel and just say, Hey, uh, do you got a room? (laughs) (laughs) So you don't get bothered? Yeah. Or or do you ever mess with somebody doing the Lisa Simpson voice? No, I'm I'm just I'm so that's a little bit like playing the don't you know who I am card. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Nancy Cartwright does that, and she does it really well. She does the voice of Bart, yeah, and she'll actually go out on the street and prank people. Mm-hmm. It'd be cool if you got to a yeah. restaurant like uh, yeah. table for two. Oh, I'm sorry, we're fully booked. Yeah. Uh, 
It yeah. might be under Simpson, right. Lisa Simpson. Try that. Yeah. I've actually never tried that. See, that's fun. Yeah, yeah do yeah. that. That's Smart. fun. They're like, whoa, that's really good. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe because that's me. Yeah. Right? You, can, you can pull it off like that. Yeah. But yes. uh, we're going to talk about small town dicks. Now, this is a uh, true crime podcast. Now, like, did you create this? Is this your, your I, baby? I co-created it with my friend Zibby Allen and identical twin detectives Dan and Dave. So okay. we're nice. all four co-hosts of this true crime podcast, and all of our cases are told by the detectives who investigated them, and oh, the premise cool. is that big-time crime is happening in small-town USA everywhere with the same level of depravity and, and reckless disregard for human life as it is in big cities, but just with less frequency. And with less resources, I would well, imagine, too, right? Yeah. Exactly. So if you work for a small-town agency, you will wear multiple hats. Yeah. You might yeah. be the major crimes detective, and there's only two of you because there's only nine detectives in the whole department. Mm-hmm. You might go to a welfare call where somebody says, I haven't seen my name in two weeks. Can you go check it out? Then you find out, oh, my God, there's a person in there with a gun and it's pointed my way. Now you go back to your the trunk of your car and you put on your SWAT vest and your helmet and you get your long rifle out and now you're like okay I'm posting up to see what it what's you know Mm -hmm. what's next and so and and they're expected to produce the same work product the same level of excellence the same ability to have all the pieces fall into place perfectly so that justice can be served as you have in big cities but as you say with many fewer resources right well you can find all the episodes we're getting ready for season four which is going to be out this Friday smalltowndicks.com Make sure you type that in right. You might get a weird website otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) Smalltowndicks.com for all the episodes. So, I mean, who brings you? I mean, do you guys do your own research? Like, or does somebody bring you like, hey, I got this crazy case that you might have heard about. Like, do they bring you the case? We rely on Dan and Dave to go and find the cases for us and also to vet the people who are telling them. We really, really... Although it was not part of our mandate, one of the lovely um, sort of artifacts of this, things that has come out of this podcast, is that there's really exceptional police work being done everywhere. And while there is certainly a worthy conversation about also bad actors in police work, and we hear a lot about that in national Mm -hmm. news, there's really great work being done out there too. And these people care deeply about the investigations that they're Uh, spearheading and all of them say it's a calling it's not a job and so and as you know as spectators Zibby and I I feel like I for one I want the good guys to win I want to know if we live in a world where people are willing to uh, derail the train and create extraordinary chaos that there's a, a force larger than me that can actually put that train back on the tracks well you are very small I am very. how tall are you five three five three Ravy how tall are you five foot on a oh, good day. Oh, <laughs> on a good really? day. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> on a day when I'm feeling extra yeah. upright. <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> Your laugh is even Lisa Simpson. It is. It is. I'm really? telling you, we share a lot of uh, a yeah. lot of traits. I yeah. love that girl. Like mm-hmm. over over the course of of that though, it has like is it more your personality or you at a certain time in your life that you I I you know, Lisa Simpson that? is who, who I wish I were Yeah. at every stage of my life. Yeah. She's who I wish I had been at eight. She's who I wish I were at 54. Yeah. She is <laughs> yeah. the one of, I feel like one of the best, most fully realized, extraordinary, multifaceted characters ever created across all mediums. Wow. And it mm. is really, it's an honor to be a part of her. Yeah. Agreed. To live in her heart and mind. Mm-hmm. Right. So the, the most interesting case 
that you guys have covered on Small Town Dicks on that podcast, which, again, you can, uh, you can find all the episodes, smalltowndicks.com. Yardley Smith is here, and we're talking about this podcast. How long is each episode? Uh, each episode is somewhere between 40 minutes and an hour, usually. A, a couple are a bit shorter. So is each episode one case, or yes. do you take one mm-hmm. case and break it up over multiple episodes? Mostly they're standalone. We so have a good. couple of like, uh, like two-parters. Yeah. Uh, we have one four-parter at the end of um, season one called The Sociopath and the Whistleblower, which is about a bad cop, and it's wow. a fascinating oh. case. Yeah. We have another two-parter called Presumed Guilty, where two people were put in prison for 12 years, wrongly accused. Um, but most of them are standalone, and they it's just fascinating to see to hear about an investigation from soup to nuts, whereas on the news we hear, you know, 8% of what right. actually happened. A lot of times, yeah. I complain about this all the time because we obviously, we cover a lot of news on the show every day. Very rarely do you, unless it's a big high-profile yeah. case, you never get an update. No, right. that's, yeah. that's like, true. Yeah. You never hear about how mm. things turned out yes. or, you know, that person, you're like, oh my God, what an animal. Like, you never hear what right. sentence they got, never yeah. anything about them again. And yeah. we go into all of that. Yeah. And we also, we change all the names of our victims. We don't actually tell you yeah. where the crime took place. We don't give you the last name of the detectives because really we don't want to re-traumatize the victims. And mm-hmm. for us, it is... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. About the great work that was done and about how, again, like all of the pieces have to fall into place in order for these things to come to fruition. So um, really, it's really good. And you can get it on Spotify, iTunes, Google, everywhere you like to listen. Wherever you find podcasts. What was the most fascinating or the most shocking case that you guys covered on? Small town oh, dicks. Gosh, I mean, that's like asking, you know, who's There's your favorite one, child? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we did a case in season one called Ten Below, where they go to again, they go to a welfare check because the suspect called nine one one and said, "I think I'm going to commit suicide." They arrive. He's in a, a drug-addled state. There are weapons all around him. They find a freezer in the garage. They open it up. There are two bodies in there. Oh. His parents haven't been seen in oh, weeks. Oh my god! So put that together. Mm, yeah. Uh, there's. The sociopath and the whistleblower is a is a real flagship case for us. Um, there's a great case called "If These Walls Could Talk," where there's a man who they suspect of murdering his wife. There's a condition about like mumbling, sort of like narcolepsy, yeah. but mumbling. I forget what it's called. Uh-huh. So they actually get a search warrant to bug his house. They bug his house and they listen to him clean up the crime scene, and he's playing Gregorian chants oh in God. the background. And we actually have that recording. Oh wow. Whoa. And it's fascinating. Um, that's a great case. You have really, nightmares? They're <laughs> yeah, all, right. Yeah. They're all amazing, I have to say. There's there and, and we have a wonderful episode with one of the nine one one dispatchers who mm-hmm. in her small town is the one who fields these calls. We asked her to bring three memorable calls uh-huh. to tell us, you know, about those. And uh, it's a really fantastic, diverse, eclectic bunch of stories. Have you always been into like the crime story stuff? 
Yes, although, you know, as a kid, again, I was, I'm, I am like Lisa Simpson, where I'm like, who are these people who are willing to break the rules? And right. first, yeah. it's playing hooky, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. I never yeah. played hooky, never right. in my life. And then as you get older, <laughs> God forbid, it morphs into, you know, shoplifting. And then yeah. if it Hurting morphs animals. yet further, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's murder. And I just want to mm. know, okay, if those people really don't value the things that the rest of us live by in order for society to function, please tell me that there is a force bigger than me that can make it all right. And so uh, that's my, oh, yay, I like the good guys to win. I really do. So it's not done in like a salacious way. It's a really good question because it's such a razor's edge where crime now has become entertainment. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And for us, you know, we don't want to re-traumatize our victims, which is why we change all the names and locations but there is also something to be learned from. And as women, mm-hmm. we're often the victims. Sure. And so there's a kind of there, but for the grace of God, go I. And if I was in that situation, what would I do? And maybe mm-hmm. I can, there's a takeaway of, okay, listen to me. Don't walk down that dark alley. Yeah. yeah. Don't leave anything in your car. Right. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. don't be afraid to ask somebody to walk you to the car if it's late at night and you're at a bar. All of those things. And so um, it's about the case and the people who worked it. Who are you? Why do you do what you do? And how do you do it? These yeah. detectives. I, I find it kind of annoying and frustrating. Some of these shows, like the Netflix ones, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Right. Uh, where people Thank get into murderer. it as like it's The Bachelor. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, did you watch last night? It's the way that people end up talking about it. And I get being so, fascinated or interested by it. But like, if you're not, I think, naturally disgusted by it, like that should be a red flag. I like, think, well, people have become so numb by it. Right. Yeah. They have so much access yeah. to these stories now. True. And then, you know what, in talking about what you're saying about not walking a certain way or just being aware of your surroundings, like, I watched that show, First 48, and it's weird yes. because that's an actual death. Somebody mm-hmm. actually yeah. got murdered. Those are like, real people, you, real lives. Yeah, you're yes. just watching it, and yeah. then there was, like, this one senseless, like, oh, this guy was, you know, invited some guy over through a dating app, and that guy noticed there was an iPad there, and he killed him for the iPad, like. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you can't imagine Dude. people die yeah. for a couple hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they or less. there we have no. a story. The very first episode we did actually called "Don't Go" is because this couple they had been boyfriend and girlfriend. They broke up. They sort of reunited. This mm-hmm. was she was going to tell him, "No, we're really not getting back together." They spent the night together. He saw a text message come in on her phone. It was from another man. Meanwhile, they were not together anymore. And uh, he took a baseball bat to her head. And you just go, wow. I mean, yeah. Like, that's how it ends, you know? Yeah, Yeah, right. right. Really crazy. Well, the podcast is called Small Town Dicks. It's available wherever you find podcasts. You can also go to smalltowndicks.com. Season four is out this Friday, and uh, you can check that out. Yardley Smith is here. I know we're only supposed to do two segments. Can you stay for a third segment? I would love to. So I have some other questions that have nothing to do with the podcast and nothing to do with The Simpsons. Sign me up. Um, but we're going to get to that. Cool. I'm glad you can hang. Thank you. You're a really interesting lady. Absolutely. Yeah. You really are. <laughs> and yeah. by far, 100% true, the best dressed person who oh, ever walked, yes. Yes. Who's yes. Ever yes. walked through this door, true. ever, yeah. in Thank the history you. of this building. Yeah, usually I, people are in sweats. Yeah, I know, yeah. and they Woman. look like us. I got to yeah. say, you look like a million bucks, which yeah. I know to Thanks. you is nothing. Mm-hmm. Get it. <laughs> get it. <laughs> it's The Woody Show. We'll be right back. Back in it. The Woody Show. Yeah, get in there. Get it. Get it. Waking up with the Woody Show. Now look who's a good listener. It's the Woody Show. All right, welcome back to the Woody Show. And uh, we're having a a great conversation with Yardley Smith. Yardley Smith is here. She is the voice of Lisa Simpson. Has been since the very beginning, like the Tracy Allman days of Lisa Simpson. Do people ask you to do the voice all the time? 
They constantly. do, and they and they ask me to do their voicemail. I'm like, you don't yeah. want that because yeah. people will call you and just yeah. hang up and not yeah. leave a message. <laughs> uh, is it annoying? Um, do, do well, I do try to say yeah. it's like it's not a party trick. It is yeah. my job. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit, I suppose, if you're a doctor and you're at a party and somebody, you know, dude, listen, yeah, doc, look at, this, you know. yeah. look at my mole. I mean, he yeah. went to a lot of school to figure out yeah. what or yeah. she did, yeah. you know. And people just think that you should just like dance too, like yeah, you know, yeah. dance. Yes, it monkey is. Monkey dance. You, you do, it's a little bit monkey dance. Yeah. But it's because they're excited. I mean, it is. Exactly. Mostly yeah. people are really lovely about it. Yeah, and people are cool, and they're for fans. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for fans and being into we the show. We would have no show. Right. That's and, right. And to be on for as long as The Simpsons has, renewed for seasons 31 and 32. It's officially we'll the longest running show, right? Yes, we are. Yes, the longest running scripted uh, primetime television yeah. show. Wow. Over 700 episodes. Wow. Right? Yep. Crazy. That's so, a lot of drawing for those animators yeah. 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 on the right. third floor of this building. Well, the other thing that uh, Yardley Smith has going on is the Small Town Dicks podcast, which you can find smalltowndicks.com and wherever you find podcasts. The uh, new season, season four, is out on Friday, and you can check it out. We were talking about that in the last segment. The question I have for you um, about this is, from the time you started the podcast, did it change your opinion of cops and the legal justice system at all? Like, cause it seems like now, like a lot of people are very distrustful of law enforcement. Now I'm a law enforcement guy. I'm a law enforcement supporter. Uh, I will believe the cops mm-hmm. before I believe anybody else. I it, always was again. But I, I think, know like if, you know, you said you had that one uh, case yes. about the, mm-hmm. the dirty cop. Yes. Yeah. And I think, and, and those cases in some ways are the scariest, perhaps even more than the murders. Because again, if somebody has taken an oath to serve their community, it's sort of like a doctor, do no harm, and then you mm-hmm. find out he's actually killing people. Right. Yeah. Um, it disrupts that core level of trust that we, again, all have to kind of buy into in order for society to function. When you cross the street, you expect that the car stopped at the red isn't going to start up and run you over. Mm-hmm. Or that so, other story that we had about the delivery guy who was yeah. dipping his nuts in the salsa. Same yeah. thing. There's, there's a trust food there that they're not going to do that when you order food. <laughs> right. 100%. Right. So, but I was always a, a fan rules. of law enforcement. I, I never yeah. had any questions about them. And I'm also glad that somebody who, that we talked to the lieutenant who led the internal investigation against this bad cop and he admits to his own biases, and he yeah. said they shifted completely because this cop was preying on women on the fringes, right? They were prostitutes and drug addicts, so one might say that their credibility was already in question. Right. And for this lieutenant to go, okay, well, ha- hang on, there's enough of these reports where I really have to start to pay attention. Then he starts to mm-hmm. you know, peel back the onion and go, oh, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. expletive. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on your show. <laughs> Sadly um, not. I would love it with the FCC. Uh, sure, sure. No, I want you to. Yeah. I caught myself, caught myself because yeah. I cussed like a sailor. Um, you know, he starts to peel back the layers and go, okay, this is really real and we need to address this. And of course, it brought the town to its knees. Yeah. And they're still rebuilding trust. And that was mm-hmm. 12 years ago. I mean, right. it's it just decimated the community. So as a professional, I mean, you have a pretty great life. You know, you've been very successful. Things have turned out well for you. Yes. You know, it seems like you're having a lot of fun with both gigs. Yes. And all the things that you do. Uh, when are you happiest? I'm, I'm really interested now because I'm going to like shrink oh, now. Oh, that's right. Oh. You know? I'm much more interested in joy. No, I am. Um, I'm, 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 yeah. I'm trying to find it because like when do you find that you are your happiest? I, um, well, I'm quite shy. I'm quite private. So I... For instance, I don't recharge my battery in a crowd, even though I love to be in front of a crowd. But then in order to do that, I have to go home and sort of be with my close friends or with my fiance and just sort of power down. But to your point, I was actually asked by the shrink 
of a couple of years ago when I was having a particularly fretful time. He said, Yardley, how do you soothe yourself? And I couldn't answer the question. And he said, well, how did you do it when you were a kid? And I said, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And so I, I've long been obsessed with what is not yet done. Yeah. And so happiness right. has been hard to oh, settle it's on. Elusive. Yeah, I know. You're yeah. a spirit animal, yeah. Woody. Yeah. I know. So, so you're, kind of, you're kind of a future tripper in a way? I, I am. I would say I'm a future dweller for sure. Yeah, and, yeah. The, and the problem with that is that all of the great things that have happened to me and happened in the present, I just wasn't there. Like yeah. I mentally was like, okay, what's next? Right. So you couldn't stop yeah. and so, smell the roses. That's yeah. what I'm working on. I know. Yeah. It's really, really tough. And so I have to consciously say to myself, Yardley, be here right now. Yeah. Right here in this moment. Yep. Don't think about, okay, I have all these things on my to-do. It's like, just don't it's don't a zero sum happiness. Game. Exactly. Yeah. Don't postpone happiness. That's well said. Yeah. Well, may, I, may that's I re- not, not my words. I learned that from the shrink this week. Actually, I just <laughs> yeah. got that this week. Well, independent of what you just had in your life change, may I recommend a dog? <laughs> I have yeah. two cats. Oh, you have two cats. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They're so great. See, pets are good for they're reminding so good. you that. Yeah. I mean, they're so good. Yeah. And it yeah. doesn't mean, and, and when, you know, I don't want your audience to think like, oh, Yardley, no. poor Yardley. No, but I think I've had a really hard time and been reluctant to settle into happiness. What yeah. if that means I'm complacent? What if that means I never accomplish anything ever again? Wow. Why are those two things mutually exclusive? Do you have That's imposter syndrome? Have you heard of that? No, what is that? Like, uh, like, I, like I have a hard time accepting, like we've been, you know, successful just in our own little world here. And I've accomplished a lot from when we start, well, when I started in, in radio. And I can't, I, I feel like I'm waiting for the shoe to drop all the time. I they're going to, they're going to figure that. out like this, like this is, this is not, I'm not deserving of this. This is not for me. And they call that it's like, so you feel like you're just an imposter Absolutely. and they're going to figure that out. And it's all going to come to an end. 100%. And that, that, that triggers anxiety and depression and, and all kinds of other and stuff. And an inability to settle into yeah. happiness. And I, I think mm-hmm. that's interesting for people because they see somebody who is successful like yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you've been Lisa Simpson for how many years, years now? hundred. How many years About is it? About 100. <laughs> like, um, is it 20? 30. Since 86. So, wow. Really? 33 years. Yeah, super you know? long time. And people are like, man, what, you know, she must be just like, you know. Living cloud the nine. life. Yeah. Skipping all the time. But yeah. the real people, then going yeah. through real stuff, no matter how successful, people think, oh, well, if I get to this level or I'm successful here, then it'll be all good. You know, but I'm always interested to ask that question. And you do meditation too, right? I used to. Yes. You do? Oh, so you're not doing it anymore? No, I found it. Did it not work? Um, it didn't. I'm kind of skeptical. Well, Listen, I think meditation, they call it a practice for a reason that you don't just sort of learn to meditate and then you nail it. I think you have to you have to pick your way through the parts where you're going. This isn't seem to be working. You have to stick with it. Um, I think it's I just didn't stick with it. It just wasn't really my jam. So I'm a quitter too. I think we still need to try. <laughs> we need to try. No, you do. It's quitter, absolutely yeah. worth it. And yeah. I did. I, yeah. Transcendental is where you get a mantra. Right. So I okay. did get a mantra. And look, I did it for like five years. It was yeah. fascinating. Were you happier? Did you feel more creative? Yes. People say transcendental meditation, like all of a sudden, like these channels it, of creativity it opens just you opens up. up. Yeah. Yes. I didn't have that kind that of hype? epiphany. I don't know that it's hype. It just didn't happen to me. Yeah. Um, and I would say in terms of being less anxious, it probably came in waves, right? Mm-hmm. So, but if things, if, if you find yourself in a situation that is primally anxiety provoking for you, like harkens back to, oh God, I remember feeling this way when I was five. Yeah. Well, at least for me, meditation couldn't quell that. Couldn't okay. quell that anxiety. I just can't wow. sit still. Like yeah. they could, well, clear your mind. 
And all I'm thinking about, have I cleared my mind long enough? Like they say, I'll just have no thoughts for 30 seconds. Like, has it been 30 seconds? That's my thought. Has it yeah. been 30 seconds? Start with five. I'm terrible at it. Oh, Dude, just yeah. do ayahuasca and you'll be fine. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I've heard of that. I've actually never yeah. done that, but I've yeah. had a couple of friends who've done it. That is wild. Yeah, <laughs> I know. One, one last question for you. Yes. Uh, you said that you swear like a sailor. I do. I swear a lot when we're not mm-hmm. on the air. Uh, what is your favorite swear word? Um, What's your favorite one to use? You can say it. Uh, Get the beeper ready, board. <laughs> All right. That's a great word. Thank you. That's a great word. The F word is just not biting enough anymore. No. Yeah. So you have to step it up. The only Love thing I wonder word. about, because you hear it more now than you ever did before. The C word you hear more than ever mm-hmm. now. Yep. Where do we go from here? We have to invent a new word. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Eventually, you eventually need to step up. Like, because at one point, yeah. hell was like, ooh, oh yeah, yes, you know, yes. and then it became the S word, and then True. the S word became the F word. The F word is now the yeah. C word. Where do we go from here? It's like kind of the end of the line right totally. now. So we have to invent a whole new word. And it had, but it has to have a, yeah. a hard consonant. I do right. think yes. that a mm. lot of the satisfaction between the F word yeah. and the C word <laughs> totally. is that you can really sort of. Lean into it. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I, make. That's yeah. why people yeah. react so viscerally. Yeah. To but that. you know what's yeah. super weird? Like Greg and I, we grew up in the same area. Yeah. Like the c word wasn't a big deal. It wasn't. Where'd really? you grow up? Britain. No. Britain. No. Uh, no. The San Francisco no, Bay yeah, Area. Yeah. It was just like it was an everyday thing. But when yeah. I was a kid, sucks was a terrible word. Yeah. And I wasn't allowed to say shut up. Yeah. That was swearing. Uh, yeah, yeah. And the C word yeah. was like nothing. Was, yeah. That was nothing. Yeah. See, we've come a long way. I think for the better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, just, yes, yes. Just to let it, just let I it fly. I really don't. When I say I cuss like a sailor, I usually, I use the C word very judiciously and only uh-huh. in private. <laughs> I think it's funny I really when you call, don't yeah. sort of I think toss that one around. More. Yeah, I think it's <laughs> funny. Like, here, I'll give you an example. Greg, you're such a Mm-hmm. Like, see, that's fun. But see, that's British, too. It's, it's, it's to a yeah. guy. It's very yeah, yeah, British. Yeah, yeah. It's, funnier, yeah. it's funnier to a guy. I or, think the ultimate insult to a guy is a is bitch. Really? Like, Woody, you're a bitch. Really? If somebody calls me a bitch, I, it destroys really? my oh, week. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a week destroyer. <laughs> a week yeah. destroyer. I mean, you don't got to be a bitch about it. Yeah, kidding. Yeah. See, now I'm pissed. <laughs> well, Yardley Smith, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having Can me. Can you like, stay for another segment? Yes, Seriously. I would if you'd have me. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> thank you. And, and check out Small Town Dicks, smalltowndicks.com for the true crime podcast that uh, that Yardley is a part of with her uh, with her three other friends. What are the two detectives' names? It's Dan and, Dan Dave. and Dave. Dan and Dave. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, of course, The Simpsons, uh, currently in its 30th season on Fox. Congratulations on that. I mean, that's, that's insane. Uh, say hi to Lisa Simpson for us. And Hi, Lisa Simpson. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, you weren't talking to me. Yeah, it's, it's the Woody Show. We'll be right back. What fresh hell is this? This is the Woody Show. Yes, we are out here. They all look like my butthole. The Woody Show. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.